0: The program side,
1: a weekly podcast for summer camp professionals hosted by Kurt Jackson and Chris Callow.
0: Now it's time for another entertaining episode exploring the fantastical world of summer camp programming. All right. Welcome back. This is Kurt.
1: That's Chris. Chris. Hi, Chris. I was ready to introduce myself. You paused just long enough. For me to go, I'm... Nope. I barely paused. <laughs> that was long enough.
0: Well <laughs> took. Well, it took. This week, we are talking about STEM activities. We talked about STEM, what, a couple of times, haven't we?
1: Yeah. I, well, in STEM... Like we interviewed of... somebody. Yeah. STEM yep. is also like... We, we've talked about some outdoor education that fits yeah. STEM-y stuff too. Yeah. So we've kind of... A few times we've talked about it. Yeah. And this time we're going to talk about
0: specific activities stemming. Yeah. stemming activities and uh yeah i think that i mean this is more up your alley than it is mine i yes. feel like
1: you know well this was something we started oh man several years ago just because they're within about an hour's drive of us there is a ton of camps and so we had to find our niche niche yeah. and what a what were we going to be? And so that was one thing we're like, okay, no one's doing this. So let's be the camp that does this well. And then we'll attract the schools. Is kind of what we were going for. Mm, so. Yep. Bam. Yeah, so we started this several years. So I have a ton of different STEM activities. Some that are good. Some that I've gotten rid of because <laughs> they aren't. <laughs> so. Right.
0: All right. So since you are, I'm. you no. know, this is your, this is your category. Why yeah. don't you start things off?
1: Sure, so this is one, and I actually saw this on TikTok, which we are doing that episode, oh, about three or four episodes, we have a saw it on TikTok, which mm-hmm. is gonna be my favorite. But this is something <laughs> I saw on TikTok, um, air pressure in a bottle. And so when you're talking clouds and doing different things like that, if you're gonna talk to the campers like different types of clouds, you can actually create a cloud um, with air pressure in a soda bottle. And there is these little things you can buy off Amazon and they help keep the the soda pressure. So, like, help keep the soda carbonated. So, like, when you open it, it's fizzy still. There's oh. these little bubbles you just screw onto the lid. So, you take off the normal lid, screw this lid on. And when you drink it, after you drink it, you close it. And you squeeze the thing to, like, get out all the air. Right. So, that way, the next time you open it, it will still be fizzy. Which is really cool. I didn't even know that existed. Huh. But it's a great way to show air pressure. So you get your empty soda bottle, put just a little bit of alcohol in there, just enough um, isopropyl alcohol just to kind of coat. Like you're not filling it like an inch or anything. It's just, I don't know, enough, maybe a teaspoon, tablespoon or something just to kind of get in there. You screw this little thing on and then you can squeeze this little bubble. Now the one I saw on TikTok, she also showed how you can stick a thermometer on the side. There's these little sticky thermometers like for windows and stuff. Because as the air pressure increases in the bottle, it actually gets hotter in the bottle too. So then the kids can watch that air pressure increase, that that temperature go up, and then when you open it cuz you oh, it like just pop the lid really fast, it immediately turns into a cloud. And oh, so wow. all of a sudden the bottle goes looks like a cloud. It's got the kind of the white Steamish stuff that slowly dissipates and but really neat when you're talking about clouds and how clouds are formed and with air pressure and and the higher temperatures oh. and colder temperatures really cool so are you
0: gonna have a link for that
1: to buy it or for the video I can
0: yeah, all right, so my first one boats uh just creating boats. putting together I guess this is the engineering part, but uh, a small boat to in the water right you get Mm -hmm. certain supplies and make a little sail and you can do a boat race or you can just hey make sure it floats uh but you can also do i mean we were talking about this a little bit last week where it's the cardboard boats as well Mm -hmm. right putting those together so different size boats different types of boats can be a stemmy activity
1: yeah uh next on my list I, i know we've talked about before my water rockets that we do out here one of my favorite things that we do um very stemmy because there there's that immediate cause and effect and so the kids can see when it launches you know if they didn't put the the fins on correctly if there wasn't you know they didn't tape it right it's kind of wonky when it was taped together They see that immediately like, oh, my rocket didn't go as high or my rocket curved or my rocket didn't spin. Like we kind of teach all those things in the building process. And then when the rocket lands, if it's not completely destroyed, which does happen, they can have a chance to fix that. So they can go back and retape and add more cardboard, fins like that. And so we have done the rockets here uh, for several years, which is something fun. Um, We just started recently doing water racers. So very similar. You're making out of the two liter bottle, but instead of launching it where it can fly, these have wheels attached. And so it's rolling across the ground and Mm. you're trying to go for distance and things like that. And so you're, you're still kind of building the nose cones and working on, okay, help to resist some wind and things like that. Right. As it goes across the ground. So huh. very similar, same stuff. I just turned the rocket launcher sideways. <laughs> <And> now <laughs> it's uh, it goes vertical inst- or it goes horizontal instead of vertical. All
0: right, nice. Uh, My next one would be, I, uh, I was thinking you pair campers up and they come up with their own Rube Goldberg machine mm-hmm. or not, not the machine, but they do different sections. So a pair would do like, the marbles coming down, and they'll something will happen here or the ball, and once everybody has the section, you kind of put it all together, and mm-hmm. you've got Rube Goldberg machine. Wow. Um, I think that would be fun to do. Those are
1: hard to build. Oh yeah, um, even a plan no out. No joke. There was a um, TV show a while ago, and it was a about. It was a steampunk reality show, and one of their first challenges was to build a rube goldberg machine that did something for them so mm. and they i mean with the money and you know they had all the tools they had <laughs> right. you know, all the, and they had a hard time coming up with something but yeah it, those are fun those are neat to watch and but even doing one part is is not i mean because you're not trying to figure out a whole thing with right. themes and five different you're just doing one section of it i like that right 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 yeah. Uh, Next on my list is our air cannons. Um, And this was something I know like Spencer's Gifts was selling these forever ago. You (laughs) buy the, it looks like a little bucket with a a rubber band and kind of some plastic on the end. You shoot air at each other. And so we kind of make our own. We get the little uh, red solo cups, little balloons. We make the little ones. And then I have some bigger ones made out of five gallon buckets. And then I have one made out of a giant or 50 gallon trash can, however big those are. And We'll fill it with with the fog. We have a fog machine, right. so they can even see the the circles of smoke that kind of go out. Yeah, that's cool. But the the stem part of it too is their their goal is to try and do something with it. So we have a bunch of you know Dixie cups stacked up. You're trying to blow over the Dixie cups, and so um, I love our big fifty gallon one uh, because they'll you know they get all excited. They do the little ones like okay, this has got a lot of air, and they get that fifty gallon. one. So they think these Dixie cups are gonna go flying. And they're you know, and then they do it and nothing happens, they don't even move, <laughs> and they're all like, What is going on? And so we talk about because part of STEM is experimenting and figuring out what's going on. And so we're like, well, you know, what if we put in the fog so then we see the air? So we know where the air is going. Yeah. Well, when they put it in, they realize that when they shoot it, the way the the big 50-gallon trash can is made, it goes above or to the right of the Dixie Cups. So they see that fog circle not even go near the Dixie Cups. So then they realize, <laughs> oh, we just got to change our aim and to get right. it to hit. That's so, cool. Yeah, those are fun. I like those. That was
0: cool. My next one is building a bridge using Legos mm. and seeing how much weight it can hold. And so if you make it a competition, what kind of support do you need? Uh, what's the best way to create your bridge? Uh, that would definitely be yeah. something that would be fun, I think.
1: I like that. Uh, my next one is a big one. Our wilderness oh, yeah. campers did it this last year, but build a trebuchet, and so they—I mean, they even learned all the lashing for the ropes and stuff. Oh, wow. But they—they they got the sticks, uh, you know, just fallen logs and stuff, and they built a giant trebuchet. Oh wow, yeah, from from just—I we didn't have any of the parts, like they—they they had to do it all. So it was a big kind of an all week thing. It was something we changed up this year. Normally, they build um, a shelter which I'm going to talk about later. And this year they, we, we built a trebuchet. That was the goal of the week. So. And so we're not talking
0: just craft sticks.
1: Yeah, no, this was huge. And we shot, we shot, we had a bowling ball. We had a watermelon that we shot out of it. It was really
0: neat. So that's cool. Did you, uh, did you like find the plans online or.
1: So our wilderness camp director is a, he grew up as a boy scout something he did. So he kind of knew all the stuff and. We went off of his expertise. (laughs) So if I had to recreate it now, I could not do it. I would need to call him and be like, Josh, I'm going to need your help. (laughs) Yeah. All
0: right. So my next one is something I've talked about before is building fairy houses. But Mm -hmm. where we talk about kind of stem, the fairy houses need to be rain and wind resistant. So now you are trying to, make a stable fairy yeah. house and maybe put something with leaves or something where if rain comes, it kind of just mm, runs that's off. It's a great so, idea. Yeah. I like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> Cause they, you would, you'd have to figure out like, okay, if you look at the ground, you can see this has some lines in it from okay. where it rained a lot. Maybe there's some water rivers here and yeah, yeah that's yeah. really cool. I like that a lot. Uh, next on my list is another thing our wilderness campers do is we build a rope bridge across our ravine. And so they kind of mm. learn some knots and how to do that. Um, and, and we do have, I mean, we, for safety's sake, we do already have a line that goes across the ravine that they're harnessed. So at all times, if their rope bridge fails, they oh, are at okay. least harnessed up. <laughs> so don't just build one and hope it makes it. Um, they are always harnessed so there is a safety aspect because there's been times that they it doesn't work. The knots were not tied correctly or they didn't plan enough uh, support beams and things with the rope on how to do that and so it didn't work for them or got so is, wobbly are, in the middle. Are these are these ropes anchored to each end? Each end, yep. So there is, uh, and we don't tie it to trees. We actually have some cross beams that they tie it to so then they also have to figure okay. out how to, get those cross beams to work so that they will also hold up the weight when it gets to the middle. Um, And we, we even tie it and we'll look at our zip line. And so they will go and check out the zip line and see how it's also anchored in from each side of the ravine. So they can see like, okay, here's, you know, you need this kind of stability on this side. You need this kind of support on the other side and things like that to keep it from collapsing in the middle. Interesting. Very, very engineering. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. So one of the things I saw,
0: I didn't know that monarch butterflies are in danger. I don't know if that's the right. Oh, word, really? But they're, they're protected, uh, maybe? There's a whole thing on creating butterfly gardens So hmm. with monarch butterflies to kind of uh, repopulate them. And this uh, site, monarchwatch.org, has information on how to do that. And uh, set it up with like a, a garden for kids to enjoy and to be a part of. Creating a butterfly, butterfly garden, garden would be really cool. Um, um, so check that out.
1: I like butterflies, they're pretty. Right? And there's yeah, because there's certain plants like is it the milkweed that they yep, really like? Yep. Exactly. So exactly. Plant that and they track some. Cool. Next one I kind of touched on a little earlier is our shelters. So this is something we would do at wilderness camp. Um, They sleep in tents all week, but they're building a shelter um, for the end of the week. Now this year we took that out into the trebuchet, but that has been something in the past. Now I will do this on a small scale with my campers. So instead of a big shelter that actually has to like house the whole wilderness camp for a day or for a night, these are just short little, there's a storyline that goes along with it. Usually what we say is, hey, in one hour there is a storm coming and you have to build some kind of shelter to just stay in throughout the duration of the storm to help keep you safe. Okay. And my rule, they, they will get about five feet of paracord. Mm-hmm. Um, they get little kid friendly scissors so it doesn't do anything but cut the paracord. It won't cut any sticks. Okay. <laughs> and, yep. Um, usually they'll get a book kind of talks about like, here's how to build a lean to here's how to build oh, okay. you know, just some very simple shelters. That, um, it's like a two page book. It's very tiny. Mm. Um, And the goal is they have to build something that whoever is working on it can fit in. So if you're working on it all by yourself, you're the only one working. You only have to build a shelter big enough for one person. But if you and a buddy are working on it, it's got to be big enough for two people. Right. And then we have an area of camp that just has a lot of down logs and sticks and things like that. And so you can't cut off anything new. You can't tear down, you know, chop down a tree have to use what's already down because all you have are these little kid-friendly scissors anyway. <laughs> and so about 30 minutes into the build, um, we have them all pause and we have a small storm. And what that small storm is, is I go around and just shake their shelters a little bit. And so I, I'm not trying to destroy them. Just shake maybe a few logs off or things like that. So like, they realize, oh, I have to make that stronger and sturdier. Then at the very, very end, at the end of the hour, time is up. We say, okay, the storm is here. So the first thing they have to do is they have to see if they can both fit in. So they both try and fit in the shelter. Then they hop out. And when they're out of the shelter, we have the storm hit. And that is me shaking it as hard as I possibly can to see if I can shake the whole thing down and if it will hold. And so if it stays and you know they fit them both and then stays after they hop out to see if the storm provide, or saved them. Then we just did that way. So not really a competition, but a little bit because they yeah. want to survive. You should take a super soaker and just
0: yeah. you know, wet it down. Just you know. wet the whole thing down. The uh, So in middle school, I did a school a survival class. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this, we were taken up to the mountains and there was probably about 20 of us. And we had to pair up and we had to create a shelter. Now we had certain supplies like, you know, rope and um, a couple trash bags. Well, me and my partner, we misunderstood, I guess. And <laughs> so we used the plastic trash bags as kind of the main component where it was supposed to be part of you, you didn't Since have you to use shingles. it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And so after the instructor went around, he was like, okay, we're going to start with you uh, and show, cause we were going to go around and see everybody's shelter. And yeah, after we looked at uh, kind of, we did ours and then we went to the other ones and we we're like, oh yeah, we totally <laughs> messed up. Everybody was using all the other sticks and natural things around there and hardly using the trash bags at all. And we were like, trash bag over everything (laughs) it it was horrible (laughs) i was so embarrassed um but it was a lesson learned and i was like oh man i wish i could redo that uh but i
1: i still cringe this has nothing to do with shelters but in high school i think my freshman or sophomore year there we were supposed to be a campaign manager for one of the past presidents and create a whole (laughs) you know vote for this past president kind of thing. So I heard campaign manager and vote for somebody did not realize it had to be a past president. So I had, that I was really into country music and had a bunch of (laughs) Shania Twain stuff. Oh no. So I created this huge poster, pictures of Shania, vote for Shania, all this (laughs) stuff. And I walk in and everyone's like, vote for Calvin Coolidge, vote for James Garfield, vote for, and here's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I vote for shania the, the teacher he gave me an he's like it was well done he goes you totally missed what you were supposed to do but he goes i know you know if you put this much work into this right and you picked you know abraham lincoln or whatever you would have done the same so, so i funny. still got an a but i still because they stayed up in the class you know like he hung them all up and they were there for a month <laughs> so all these presidents and vote for shania i'm like oh my goodness. To did this did day. Uh,
0: the kids tease you about that?
1: I I mean I was teased about enough in high school, uh, so yeah. I, I don't feel like that was one of the big ones. I don't I mean I don't remember I think I, I was more hard on myself than anything. But with you
0: and your unicycle and puppets and yeah,
1: I had plenty to be made fun of and <laughs> <in> high school. <laughs> Bo
0: for Gallagher. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hammering the watermelon. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. So my next one is to engineer an animal for a particular habitat. So basically. You're making an animal. The kids create like the perfect animal for mm. whatever habitat you say it's rainforest or it's the desert or whatever. And they have to come up with a, you know, the ideal animal for those conditions. The way I got this idea and I this is for STEM. This is a great resources. Teachers pay teachers. I know you know mm-hmm. about teachers pay teachers, but if you're looking for STEM curriculum, then you go and, and you're like, Oh, I really like this one. And it's like four bucks, right. Mm-hmm. For the curriculum. And so I found curriculum for that particular one. And I thought that was a neat idea uh, because then the kids can be creative. They can draw it out they learn about whatever that environment is. Maybe you give them a, a sheet or something with the highlights of that environment and they go from there.
1: When I, uh, cause I was a teacher first, so I use teachers pay teachers a lot. And when right. I first became a camp director, I wanted a, you know, camp directors pay camp director like this. Be a <laughs> <Right. cool set. laughs> well, and that's kind of how I learned about you, Kurt, because of patchwork marketplace Yep. You kind of have that. You, you know, people. That was the stuff, idea.
0: It didn't quite yeah. take off like I had hoped where everybody. Well, there's would... a few
1: less camp people than our teachers out true. there. So. This is true. <laughs> but, but yeah, we, we kind of had, so a wow. random shameless plug. If you have not been to Patchwork Marketplace, I got a bunch of stuff on there. Kurt's got a bunch we Got right? some other people that are on that. Great camp things created by camp people for camp people. So there you go. Just, it's good. All right. My next one (laughs) after that, that, but that is, that's so funny. You said teachers pay teacher. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how I knew of Kurt. My next one is one of Kurt and I's kind of favorite things to do is escape room stuff. Mm -hmm. And so uh, this is getting really big in the STEM world because it's getting very popular in the normal world but having uh, your campers, having your STEM students or whatever, create some escape room type puzzles Mm -hmm. and something new. um, Kurt just started this in fact at his place where he's at, but having um, people create escape bags. And so just a small book bag, fanny pack, whatever. And we, in fact, we have some for sale on Patchwork Marketplace of ones that we've created, but people can create their own, come up with a theme and a storyline and then they create this whole escape bag around that. And so they're figuring out puzzles. They're figuring out ways to tie it in. And so this pulls in your your technology because you can add a few little things of that. It pulls in your engineering on how to figure out each of the little individual puzzles and how they work. Sure. But it also pulls in some of that creative side of, okay, I got this idea. I want this puzzle, but it doesn't really fit my theme. So how can I change it up to make it fit my theme right. and things like that? So if you have a big time for the STEM activities do a whole bag but i i would say you're most likely your camp you're just going to be doing puzzles having your campers figure out just some little escape puzzles and just come up with one puzzle to open one little lock kind of thing.
0: yeah i mean you could have uh again maybe uh put little teams together and they mm-hmm. each come up with a puzzle and then then you, after have one that you got a whole yeah. bag yeah <laughs> that's right so cool All right, my last one is old favorite, tried and true, and that is elephant toothpaste. I love elephant toothpaste, it is so fun to do. The kids get such a kick out of it, Mm -hmm. and I feel like everybody knows about it, but maybe not. I mean, basically, you're what you're taking like yeast and hydrogen peroxide and dish soap, and you're kind of combining it. And it just shoots out, like put some food yeah.
1: coloring in it. It shoots out. Well, there's two different kinds. Okay. So the 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 kind that you're probably talking about, it does shoot out, but not quite as fast. If you and you have to have a certain educational license, so you have to look at laws in your state. Oh. But you can order some special things that's a little bit stronger than hydrogen peroxide that will make it shoot out kind of like a mentos and coke bottle oh, shoot out, like okay. crazy shootouts. So right right yeah so if you can't get that special yeah but either way the kids love it no matter what because it just comes flowing out of the bottle and it's so cool and uh Mm -hmm. yeah i mean just
0: look it up and you'll find how you can uh you know talk about the reactions of Mm -hmm. you know the different ingredients and stuff but it's just fun
1: to watch oh yeah and even if people have seen online they still seeing it live just adds to it yep so I got two more. Um, one of mine, uh, egg drop. Have you heard the egg yes. drop? You're trying to protect it? so That's a big popular one. Love that egg saw drop. a lot of people are adding to that and making it a little bit bigger, but you have a basketball drop and the goal is that the basketball does not bounce. And so you have to have kind of your camera so you can see when it hits the ground, how high huh. it comes off of the ground. And so you're looking for the lowest bounce possible. And so instead of protecting the egg, now you are hindering a basketball. <laughs> That's interesting. So I saw I that. But that was one. Neat. And then the last one I saw, um, if you have a zip line at your camp, or you can create a small little one, but zip line racers. And so they are creating something um, using rubber bands, things like that, and little propellers that when you place it on the zip line, that it propels itself to the other side. And so obviously if you have a thousand foot zip line, Eh, that probably isn't going to work for you. You need a little bit smaller than that because that's eh, a lot of prope- propulsion, <laughs> propulsion <laughs> to get yep. you got, you know rocket power and things like that. <laughs> but yeah, you have, have some of those little, you know, rubber bands, things like that, creating uh, wind force and looking at how wind resistant affects your player going across plus weight and things like that. I saw them, like, nice. that would be cool.
0: Well, one, yeah. one thing I just uh, remembered and I, this would be STEMI. Uh, owl pellets dissecting owl pellets mm-hmm. you've done that yeah oh yeah it, it's so cool uh, it, when, when uh, I first heard of it I was like really I don't want to do that and then you do it and
1: you're like this is like a full animal the bones and oh, stuff yeah. it's so cool Um well you know when they started it was called what it really is owl vomit <laughs> owl and they vomit, had to right. like well, we're gonna have to call this something different uh, we got too many people that do not want to touch this <laughs> That's but, cool yeah, owl pellets.
0: you you just <laughs> you could buy those and uh, come in this little f- in foil. and I don't know, it's a really
1: cool activity we We have an owl here at camp, and I kind of know like where he's at in our wilderness camp area. And I have looked like, I I want to know like what oh. I should look for. I'd love to find some like real ones in the wild. Yeah, you know, real owl yeah, pellets, right. So I don't know what I have to have to look that up because I think that would be even neater, like. Okay, we bought these, but here's one from our screech owl we have here. And maybe even screech owls don't do owl pellets. I don't know, I'll have to look that up. Huh. But yeah, I don't know either. Like
0: that begs the question where do they get these owl pellets? Yeah. I do I mean it's <laughs> <zoos. laughs> that... gotta be zoos and places like that that have owls, I mean, right? I guess, but you're just I guess you're feeding them certain critters because
1: yeah, they're still eating they're, they're still eating yeah. their meat. Interesting. All right. What do we got going on next week? Awesome. Next week, we are bringing back our magazine style. This will be the sixth time we have done it. And so just kind of random, if you have not seen or heard our magazine style before, it is just 10 random campy questions. And so instead of just kind of one topic, we cover 10 random fast paced, quick answer topics. So that (laughs) is next week. That's it. Cool. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, hope everyone's fall is going well and you are enjoying the beautiful weather out there. And uh, as it gets colder, hopefully you're listening to more of our episodes and tuning in. But until next week from Around the Campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. See ya!